1: And subscribe to the podcast.
0: Welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we are finishing up our series on victimhood. (laughs) And we started into what to do to come out of victimhood. And just kind of a review. We talked about being empathetic. um, Accepting responsibility for the emotions. um, Kind of the difference between unwilling and unable. Or not ready. Or not ready. uh Mm Uh-huh. And why that subtle difference is a, an important one. Uh And so we want to continue and give you a few more things that will help. And
1: we're going to jump in. We're going to jump in. The first one that we want to talk about is understanding and accepting that your safety doesn't lie in the attitudes, words, or behaviors of others. Your personal safety.
0: Your truest Core yes. self-safety.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Relationship safety is a little different.
0: Yep. It's it's very different.
1: Yep. Yes. I, yeah, that's better to say. Very, very different, <laughs> right? But it's different than your own personal safety.
0: Which is a hard... I mean, it's weird. Let me think how to put this here. Because it's often... What puts us into victimhood is something obviously that happens outside of our control. Right. We didn't see it coming. So, in the case of like betrayal, mm-hmm. um, this really turns everything upside down. And when right. you have spent years without a lot of differentiation between you and your partner, and kind of on purpose, right? Because you're supposed right. to be one
1: interconnected, and interconnected,
0: yes. and it's not you give 50 and they give 50. Yes. It's you give a hundred, they give a hundred, and so uh-huh. you've been so wrapped up in the relationship that it's a almost a weird concept that your truest safety, your mm-hmm. truest well being, your truest peace and happiness and rest wasn't dependent on them even though they've been such an important part of your life yes. for so many years. Yes. Or however long. And so it's a weird, like, coming back to, okay, even if I haven't thought about this for a very long time, I am someone separate from them. Yes. And turns out that I always was. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Weird concept, right? Well, again, it's sad because you shouldn't really have to address that probably in just a healthy relationship where, you know, I support your interests, you support mine, but we're so connected. Mm
1: -hmm. And so
0: it's really heartbreaking when you're almost forced to look at it this way. Right. But it's also empowering it's, because it's yes, true. It is
1: empowering and critical, right? And I think it can be you know, we can we can get really sad about that concept. Like, oh, like look at all these sad things that happen. Right. But but also it's important that we still have that somewhere inside of ourselves. Yeah. Like, even as we are in these beautifully hopefully beautifully connecting interdependent relationships that there is still a sense of us yeah and and a separateness that we are
0: well put yeah exactly that we don't lose that yes in the relationship yes but again if you don't know what's happening and Mm -hmm. you're naturally, let's say, trusting because you're doing your best, you're putting a lot of effort and energy into this. Mm -hmm. Um, You kind of just don't really think about this very much.
1: Yeah. And it it absolutely is going to be a rock your world kind of a space, right? right? Because if a good portion of your life is involved with a close relationship, right? You can't Have that safety, the relationship safety, be rocked and not have it affect you, right? But the key piece is being able to come back to that space and being able to find that grounding centered space inside of yourself that you can trust you and you will be there for you and that safety is there.
0: And it's almost like a necessary reset. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Because if
0: the relationship is going to improve, which in most cases it does, Uh I mean, we're working towards reconciliation. Yes. We're not in the business of of breaking families up. Right, right. We're really in the business of keeping them together with with better habits and patterns. But if you are going to improve the relationship, um, you need a healthier sense often of yourself in that relationship. Yes. Because it often gets lost somewhere. And I really think it kind of gets lost anyway. Even if something big doesn't happen in the relationship, it's almost good for relationships after however long to sort of come back to what are my interests? What do I enjoy? How do you support me in this? Right. What do we do together? Mm-hmm. But what do we do separately?
1: Yes, and, yes, and yes, yes, yes. And
0: find ourselves that way. So, Yeah.
1: And I think some couples are maybe better able to yeah. do that than others, right? Yeah. And I, I think we're trending toward, I think, younger couples, you're seeing that a little bit more where they're, like oh yeah you do your thing I do my thing and then these are the things we do together right? yes so I think that's I think we're really moving in a positive direction but I absolutely hundred percent agree if you don't have that personal reset your relationship can't reset because you haven't found your core emotional safety to be able to reengage in a, a relationship that has been tricky painful, betraying, all of that. You have to have your own internal safety. So I just want to land on that one more time because I think that's critical. And that is only work that you can do. Yeah. Your partner can't do that part for you.
0: Right. Especially in the aftermath of Absolutely. A discovery or learning something.
1: Yeah. Yeah there's going to be a ton of stuff that they're going to be necessarily involved if a relationship safety is going to right. reset and improve but that piece you have to find that yourself
0: which which goes right into the next point of differentiating risks and threats to the relationship as separate from risks and threats to self and it's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird concept because we don't think like this really very much Mm -hmm. and it's it's sad honestly when we're forced to and our heart goes out to those who who struggle with this which I think on some level is most of us at some point but again it's just the idea that if they act in certain ways they're jeopardizing the safety the stability the trust of of the the relationship relationship Kind of this bucket concept or the circles, yes. like Sherry's talked about. I've talked about buckets. You know, the most important thing is you. Yep. <laughs> For you, the most important thing in your life, you, your relationship with your higher power. This is like this very special place that um, kind of almost on purpose, others can't get in there and mm-hmm. do very much damage. Yeah. Because they, they would. And so the damage they do is in this other space where the relationship itself may even end. Mm -hmm. Um, Or
1: they can call, they can try to get you to call into question, either intentionally or unintentionally, that that is your own safety,
0: Yeah. Yeah, right.
1: And so this is kind of that little bit of a wake up call to say, nope, that they can try to make you think you don't, you can't trust yourself or you can't find safety for yourself or all of that, but you absolutely can. And anything they're doing simply will affect the relationship and having that differentiated space. I love that. And and honestly,
0: I really do think it's the greatest invitation for them to do their work is when you are okay, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: despite the relationship really struggling. So that bucket, and I just love buckets, cracked, broken, <laughs> bone dry. I think of like a rusty bucket. And and you've got to um, seal it,
1: mm-hmm. mend
0: it, weld it, whatever it takes so that it's, it's watertight again. And mm-hmm. then drop by drop start to add to it. But all that time in this process, your personal bucket yes. can be okay. Okay. And you're doing well. And it's attractive to them because... Um, you have a lot to offer. If they want to be in this relationship, it's like right. you know there's good there.
1: Yes, um, it's it's attractive if they want to move right. and want to be with you and want to improve and come together,
0: which I think is the case most of the time. Mm-hmm. And of course, if not, then that's
1: then we've great. talked about You've got that, that in past episodes. <laughs> all by yourself anyway, and yeah. you can go find other spaces to put those drops.
0: And probably other relationships. And so still your bucket is so important.
1: Yes, yes. So adding one piece to that bucket is, again, that bucket analogy is, again, like the case of domestic violence, the case of severe abuse. Those kinds of things are spaces where, you know, you're not repairing that third, that relationship bucket, right? You need to remove yourself from Um, because there is damage to that, you know, space that's potential damage to your bucket. If you remain in that space, right? So, okay. The next one is to begin to become aware and try to recognize what attitudes, thoughts, or behaviors contribute to the difficult relationship pattern you may be in with your partner and what needs improvement super scary to try to step into that space
0: that's that's a kind of a weird space maybe right because it's hard when you've learned some things to think, well, how did I contribute This goes back if you recall to the steps to recovery handout or or concept that we covered. oh goodness
1: way like over a year ago. Way this ago. is early
0: <laughs> early episodes where, Here's what the person, let's say, struggling with addiction should be Mm -hmm. working on. Yes. And here's what the partner of that person should be working on. And one of the items is any relationship patterns that contributed to it being challenging or hard or Mm -hmm. difficult. Um, But hard to hear, hard to consider. Right. um,
1: Right. But important. And again, this is, I feel like and i think when we when we discussed this originally for the betrayed partner when we mentioned this we talked about how this is this is next level stuff yeah. right this is after there's other things in place because it requires some healing some differentiating some finding yourself again some boundaries and emotional safety and all of that to then be able to say okay what pieces are mine, right? right? And the reason why this is critical and the reason why this is even a thing that we even talk about is because this part is about you. Like this part is about what can I change, whether it's in this relationship or another one.
0: Right. It's empowering.
1: Yes. That moves me forward and gives me better, uh, a better life, right? Um It's even in cases of domestic violence, there are some spaces like, oh, this is so tricky to say. There are some spaces where you didn't contribute to the violence, but there are some spaces of learning and growth for you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And maybe that's a better way to say it. Like where are the spaces that you can take and learn from? okay, I did this, I didn't hold a good enough boundary in this situation, and it allowed my partner to treat me in a different way than if I had had a different boundary. And maybe I didn't have any clue that that was even an option. Maybe I didn't, you know, there's always these spaces of we didn't know what we didn't know. Mm -hmm. And because if we did, we wouldn't be in this situation, (laughs) right? Right. And so that's what this this piece is about is what can I do differently? What can I learn from this experience that now I know that I didn't know before to shift and change my future moving forward? Yeah. And again, this is in absolutely no way victim blaming. It is in no way saying that if you have been the... Um, the victim of domestic violence or severe emotional abuse or any of these things is not your fault. Right. But what we want to do is look at the pieces of, are there some pieces, are there some, some spaces that I can go, Oh, do you know what? Now I know something I didn't know before. And if, Mm -hmm. and I can choose differently in the future.
0: Right, and, and a common scenario, for example, is is husbands who have a difficult time talking to their wives about certain things, and the wives aren't really aware of it, because mm-hmm. you know they're not communicating well, he's not communicating well, um, but there's become a pattern that's contributed yes. to him feeling disconnected, or him feeling far away, and right. again, this is not an excuse for... No. For bad behavior, absolutely um, not. But important as you're working towards reconciliation, to say, "Oh, look what happens when we feel this, or yes. when this happens," you'll say this. I will retreat.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so we have
0: these patterns that we play out, and and we have a role in those patterns. So, again, this isn't blaming. This mm-hmm. isn't because we're trying to come out of all of that, right? Right. Uh, this is an empowering. I to blame on
1: either side here. <laughs> right.
0: Right. It's just. It's just not. Helpful. So. And
1: this is, I think, goes to our, uh, our training space, right? Like you're talking to two marriage and family therapists, and our theoretical base is that of interconnectedness right. and relationship, right? This is not a linear, uh, well, they did this, and so that caused this. And so we see it as, if you will, kind of that eternity shape right um and we'll even draw that sometimes on the board and look at you know okay this affects this which affects right. how you feel and respond which affects how you feel and respond right we create these patterns yep. but guess what if there's no linear i start this or you started this you know what that means is that you have some ability to help shift and change relationships, right,
0: right, and and you you don't even owe it to the relationship as much as it helps you to heal and recover yes. and and come back to what you can do, which is mm-hmm. which is your power.
1: Yep, and your is... value system and how you want to continue to live in the future, right? Um, again, if there's a space that you can shift something so that whether it's in this relationship or another relationship. Right. That you can show up in a 2.0 version of you or uh, a higher, better self, like that is golden. We want to, we don't want to have had these victim experiences in our life and then move on without, uh, (laughs) at least for me, I'm like, I want to (laughs) glean every possible kernel from this experience, right? Otherwise, Otherwise you're bound to repeat it. You will absolutely repeat that too heavy. Don't do that. Yes, don't I don't (laughs) wanna I certainly don't want to do that, right? I wanna take every every ounce that I can. So again, lean into this space when you're ready of what parts can I do differently? How can I show up differently either in this relationship or if it is a domestic violence situation? It's gonna be a different, different relationship, right? You're not gonna try to lean into it in this space. You're going to lean into it in a different relationship. And you're gonna show up differently so that these things, these patterns are different in the future.
0: Right. Which really leads into the final point, which I think is the most, well, probably my favorite. I know loving is pretty important too, but (laughs) I love this one. And this is just life stuff. So you right? hear this in The Choice. You yep. hear this in Man's Search for Meaning. You hear this in The Road Less Traveled. So yep. here's the point. Focus on the purpose and meaning you're making from what's happened. Yes. And how it's helping you to grow into your highest and best self. So yes. when we can use these events that happen often outside of our control, but we can use them... To restructure our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, we continue living beyond the devastation. 100%. So the pain will transform, mm-hmm. the suffering will cease mm-hmm. when we find meaning and purpose in it. So, yes. well, what does that mean? Because that's, that sounds really nice. <laughs> and there's, there's even a sense of like, yeah, I do feel like that's what will do it. But right. what does that mean?
1: Where do we start with that? It's it's like, you know, an
0: easy way is, is sometimes I'll say, well, let's just say what's going to be different about you as a result of this whole thing. Try to not super specifics, but just kind of a bigger. And mm. with some pondering, usually the answer is, okay, well, I think I can already see how I'm more understanding. Yep. I'm more... Loving. Oh, mm-hmm. keep going, keep going.
1: Yeah. And
0: and they'll start to go through these things. And it's just it's a great, it feels different. Yes. And and these really good things came from so much pain.
1: Yeah.
0: And so much hurt and heartache and sorrow. And yet, it's like a it's like a phoenix. We rise from the ashes, uh-huh. right? It will be why we're loving, why mm-hmm. we're understanding, why we're empathetic. Often I know with my clients, it's what created a sense of worth and value outside of earning or performing or what they used to think. It's mm-hmm. like, what makes me lovable really? Really, really. Like, if I'm going to teach this to my kids, how would I do it? Well, these experiences gave them kind of that, that knowledge and insight and mm-hmm. perspective to tell their kids, hey, some really hard stuff is going to happen. Yeah. Yet, through it all... Yes. You're worth it. You're lovable. Um, I'm right here. You have support. And that only comes because you've been through it. Like there's no way to know that unless you've experienced some really hard stuff yourself.
1: Right. Right. And that gives you the opportunity to to meaning make with them about the hard things that they're going to go through.
0: No, no. Just that right there. Just Just that right there. Think about that. What yeah. difference does it make when you're going through something devastating to have somebody who knows what they're talking about Yes, almost as a guide to comfort, to give support, to just be there with you? What difference did they make? It's huge. What if you're that person? Yeah. What difference do you make? Yes. And so all of a sudden now it's like, okay, this thing was really hard, but it's like I'm, it's like I'm transcending it somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point maybe, right?
1: Yes. Yes. And just make those, uh, those moments of pain, right? They're going to happen anyway. Right. Like everybody is going to go through hard, hard, hard things, painful, painful things. So let's make them count. Yeah. Make them count for something. And finding that meaning is what, what makes them count. Mm -hmm. I love, love, love that. So there are some. I'm just thinking about that beautiful, beautiful things that, that options, things that you can think about. Now you can do this on your own, but it's also a great thing to run by your therapist yeah. and to take in and say, okay, I've been thinking about this. Check me on this. What do you think? Do you feel like maybe I'm in a victimhood space about this or not? Right. It's always a little tricky when we try to go too far, right? Cause we can go too far with this and take over accountability yeah. for our circumstances. And so that is a really great place to be talking to a therapist about, okay, where's the appropriate balanced level of accountability because it can feel um, secure and more in control if I take accountability for all the things, <laughs> right? Because then that means I can change all the things, right? So right. it's very important as you're working on this space of taking Uh, that accountability in your life that you're not over taking over accountability. Um, So that is a really great thing to run by, run by a therapist or a support person, but see what, see what you can find and how you can create this incredible life where you are no longer stuck, but are free to move in and through and become because of the hard
0: that's happened. Yep. That absolutely, I think, is probably the greatest thing that will make a difference. Yeah. So I think it's a great place to end.
1: Yes. Thanks for joining us through this kind of tricky but really deep and amazing topic.
0: Our first run through, because we're probably going to cover it again, and it will be even better in some future, don't worry. I don't mean next week or anything.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> just told them that this is going to be the <laughs> end, It is, but
0: we repeat ourselves a lot. I mean, it's we're true. Co- we're over a year now. Everything's all
1: connected, right? All of these beautiful concepts.
0: We're coming up on two years,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so yeah, but all a lot these of concepts
1: are beautifully yep. co- and interconnected, and yep, and that's that's what makes us healthy balanced humans yes so, thanks for joining us
0: hope it was helpful see you next time
1: thank you for listening to two therapists talking we look forward to sharing more conversations with you connect with us at two talking.com or email podcast at two talking.com if you like what you're hearing please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.